Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the first episode of the 3G podcast. This is Gus. Uh, it's my first episode. I'm pretty excited. Um, it's kind of a slow time in the NBA world um, with the big signings out the way. You know, Kawhi, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook. You still got CP3 out there. But um, there's a lot of um, players that have been moving around that have not got the media coverage at those big fish. You know, there's a lot of players, good role players. Um, up and coming players that getting a lot of transaction moving as well as moving around as well. So I think this is like a good time to show love to all the low key NBA transactions that happened this past 2019 NBA free agency. So I'm basically on um, ESPN.com right now slash NBA slash transactions and just seeing out the past uh, week or two of like the the low key um, good signings in the NBA. And uh, yes, this is for the basketball nerds out there. So if you're looking just to hear about Kawhi, LeBron, I mean, they talk about that stuff at nauseum on first take on the herd of Colin Coward with uh, First Things First, Undisputed. Like, let's just, you know, the NBA is a really, really cool league. A lot of good players in the NBA. It's the best basketball league in the world. I mean, you go play against any of these guys at the open gym down to 11th, 12th man, they'll give you buckets. They'll give you that work. They'll give you that athleticism and speed and know that, hey, there's, there's levels of this. Um, so, yeah, um, one of the signings I just noticed recently was uh, Chet Diallo got signed by the uh, Phoenix Suns to a multi-year contract. And um, Diallo actually uh, caught a few of his games last year uh, with New Orleans Pelicans playing alongside AD actually two years ago. Um he was starting some playoff games because I actually went to the Portland Trail. I live in Seattle, so I actually went to the Portland Blazers game versus um, the Pelicans when they got when the Pelicans swept uh, Portland. Diallo was in that. I mean, it's a very athletic, big, uh, long arms. He runs the floor really well, athletic. In today's NBA, he's a quintessential uh, rim running fives. Obviously, his touch around the basket. His um, offensive tools are still a little raw, but um, he has a lot of promise. And you look at players in the NBA recently have um, started off raw as well, like uh, Pascal Siakam and um, DeAndre Jordan. Those guys are really raw coming in the league, but at their athletic profile, they can really make a lot of good noise in the NBA. So, I mean, with the Phoenix Suns, Jacques Diallo is going to have an opportunity um, to play, you know, at the five, maybe alongside Aiden, probably now four spacing, but. Um, they really don't have a backup big behind Aiden. Aiden's really young as well as known more for his offense than his defense. And um, I think he'll be um, a really good addition to that Phoenix Suns team. Just look for youth, um, players to build on, things like that. Um, you know, obviously Giannis' brother, Kostas Sonic and Kupo, got signed off waivers from the Lakers. I don't know about you. I haven't really seen him play, so I can't really comment on um Ways in the B as a player in the G League, but it is an interesting signing. Um, the Chicago Bulls recently signed uh, Shaquille, Shaquille, I'm sure Shaquille, Shaquille, um, Harrison, and uh, Luke Cornett. So the Bulls, you know, they're building something there, you know, with the, they got, they got Kobe White in the draft, you know, locking down that point guard spot. Um, and you got, you know, Shaquille Harrison, not Shaquille Harrison. Jumping the gun here. Zach Levine, Otto Porter, which are really athletic, long wing players. Levine's game better. Three Paul, both three Paul, Otto Porter is that quintessential 3 and D player. Levine has potential to be, you know, an all star type player. Depending on who you ask, I think he has a lot of good promise. His uh, 
this pull jumper, man, when he's on, you cannot stop that. The elevation on that is great. Then you got Wendell Carter and um, Lori Markinen. I mean, Lori Markinen has a really, really good skill set in today's NBA. He's more athletic and nimble than people gain credit for before coming to the NBA. And then you saw last year in glimpses, this guy can play, you know, kind of like how I don't want to make the comparison because they're both tall and Caucasian, but you know, like with Porzingis, and it's kind of like the same thing. If you had a stereotype of we think he has a player, but then he came in the league and he showed us more athletic than people gave him credit for. And Markin is shooting that three ball. He plays some four and five. I'd be interested to see how him and the car play um, down the line together, but I think based on their athleticism, they can play together in closing lineups in today's NBA. And Wendell Carter actually had my fantasy basketball team last year. He was killing um, before he got hurt. I mean, the sky's the limit for him, I, I believe. I think he can be a great uh, player in today's NBA. But, yeah, going back to the free agent signings, I'm kind of jumping the gun here, is um, Shaquille Harrison, you know, very athletic. Um, you know, at the two-yard spot, you know, wing player. Um, shows bursts of athleticism. Plays really hard D, can guard. You know, from what I saw on league pass last year against three positions on the perimeter, um, interested to see how his jump shot, you know, comes about. I feel like he can. He, sh- he did show the ability to um, get out there. You know, I- obviously for him, not obviously, but a player that he can, like, I think imitate and be a player like Tony Allen with a better jump shot. Um, just how shifty he is on defense, how he can guard, I think. Um, the Bulls just, you know, put, take a flyer on him. He might be a fringe NBA player, but, you know, sense in getting up on him as a young player. Luke Cornett, um, you know, seven-footer, hits a three-ball. Defensively, um, at this point in his career, he's not there yet, but the fact that he shoots a three-ball really well. I saw a couple games last year that he just shut the lights out, and it's hard for um, big men to be out there against him. Now, he might, you know, not give you a whole lot on rebounding and defense, but he is long. Did block some shots last year. So with the Bulls, I mean, you know, Luke Hornet, you know, playing alongside Markinen, he might, you know, lack a little bit of, I guess, strength down low, but that's a hot shooting uh, front court, which now NBA teams have. Um, and going down the line, a lot of these signs have are, the news of these signs coming out were old, but these weren't official, so I'm just going through that. Obviously, the Celtics getting Ian's Cantor. You know, it, the thing, I know it's not really low-key because he's kind of been in the news for his um, remarks about why he's wearing number 11. But, you know, Enos is a good player. Like, you got people that give him credit. Like, he started for the Portland Trailblazers last year, and even though they were without a Yurkic, Enos Cantor more than held his own. Obviously, Enos Cantor is one of the best offensive rebounding big men in the league. And if you don't agree with that, you're not watching basketball. His touch around the basket is amazing. He does like passing out of the post, and obviously defense, especially in the pick and roll, but he did his thing last year. He was not a liability until they played the Warriors, but every big guy's a liability when they play against the Warriors. Like, look at uh, Rudy Gobert and Utah Jazz. Look at Clint Capella and Houston Rockets. They're good against everybody else except for the Warriors. But now the Warriors are not kidding, so I think Ask Cantor um, will be a good addition. Now, he's not, he's not Al Horford, but... We got to give Vance Cantor. He's a good player. He can give you 28, 30 minutes a game, depending on the matchup. Um, they also signed the Celtics, signed uh, da- Daniel Theus. He's just a you know good backup, uh, sec- you know third backup big coming off the bench. You know, if it's your third center, um, I think you're 
Yuki was all right. Like he showed me some things last year, especially in his first year being a journeyman. A lot of a lot of grit, and they didn't really miss a step. The Celtics didn't really miss a step with him on the court at the five. Brad Wanamaker, he's not gonna get a lot of PT. Um, but yeah, then going down, um, it's official on Tuesday, June, July sixteenth is Marcus Morris going to the Knicks. Now, he had a interesting um, couple of weeks. You know, it was originally reported that he was gonna go with the San Antonio Spurs on two year deal. Then he backed off and went with the New York Knicks. And it's been said many times, uh, New York Knicks have a lot of power forwards. And honestly, I don't think that that's kind of been a little overstated because you can play two power forwards at the same time in the NBA. Marcus Morris actually, he's pretty versatile. He's like a Swiss Army knife. So he can play the three. So you can play you know, Marcus Morris at three with um, Taj Gibson and uh, Bobby Porter's. Or, you know, adding Mitchell Robertson with Marcus Morris and um, Bobby Portis. You know, so those guys can't play there in some lineups. It is interesting that he decided to go with uh, the Knicks on a one-year deal. But, I mean, teachers are own. I'm sure he has reasons. Reggie Bullock, who I'm surprised the Lakers let go because his cap hold, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't very expensive. And I feel like LeBron really had good chemistry with Reggie Bullock when he first got to the team. Um, but obviously, Lakers are weighing on other things. Reggie Bullock wanted commitment, so he went to the Knicks. I mean, Knicks have a lot of savvy vets, um, but they have a, they lack like playmakers on offense. So we'll see how it goes. But Reggie Bullock's a solid player. A six five, two guard, competes, um, knockdown shooter in my mind. You know, Ben Simmons got the max. Uh, it's been over. You know, me has been talking about that for days. Um, the Phoenix Suns, you know, re-signed Kelly Oubre. Um, Kelly Oubre, like, he does fit the three and D mold. Um, I, I'm still not, I'm still not giving up on Kelly Oubre. I feel like, I think he got a pretty good contract. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I mean, Kelly Oubre, Oubre has a lot of potential. He's young. His, I like this way his jump shot looks. I mean, I might be weird to say, but you know, as a lefty, he's a lefty. His jump shot looks good. I know he's a knockdown shooter, but I feel like he can definitely. Definitely, you know, help them out. And Phoenix Suns, you know, with, you know, Devin Booker and Nagas Rubio at the, at the one spot, and they trade away T.J. Warren, he can play that three spot with Booker. Um, you know, Suns, we just got to see what happens. So, really, really young team. Mike Williams, exciting young head coach. We'll see. But Kelly Oubre, I think he has a, still has a bright future. Um, the Sacramento Kings signed Rashawn Holmes. Man, that guy just has super, super, super bounce. Um, rim running big. I think, you know, he can help any team as your second, third big. And the Suns got rid of Willie Cauley-Stein, but they still have um, obviously Marvin Bagley and Harry Giles, uh, who can both play the four and the five. Um so, that's, I mean, Kings, you know, just getting stockpiling these young bigs. Um, let's see. I'm not talking about guys that got waived. J.R. Smith got waived. You know, and then Milwaukee's talking with him and all that. Oh, I actually missed this. I had no idea the Milwaukee Bucks signed Wesley Matthews. So, yeah, obviously, the Milwaukee Bucks signed uh, Robin Lopez. So, it's really cool that they get to play together with his twin, Brooke Lopez. And Robin gives you a different skill set skill set than Brooke Lopez does. So, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how he fits in with them because they like 
bigs that can shoot. So like last year, Milwaukee had Ilyasova and Miritich playing the five. And um, but now Ron Lopez obviously is not that type of player, so it'll be interesting to see how he fits in that lineup. Weston Matthews, he's doing his thing. Like it's kind of crazy. Ever since his injury, I want to say it's an ACL. He's not been the same player athletically, but he's still doing his thing. He's still shooting the ball really well, competes on defense, has a high basketball IQ. Just not the same player he was before the injury, but still can obviously play in today's NBA. Savvy vet. Um, with the loss of Brogdon, Dallas needs some spots at the two spot. And, you know, Sterling Brown did show flashes last year, but Wes Matthews is a more steady hand. And, you know, that Pat Connington as well, but his jump shot is pretty streaky. And uh, what time are we going on right now? Appreciate everybody that's listening right now. 12 minutes. Keep going. Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves signed Jordan Bell. You know, Jordan Bell's had a pretty interesting career um, with the Golden State Warriors. They, everybody felt like he was a steal when the Bulls traded him for strip cash as a second-round pick to the Warriors. And he had flashes as a team. And you feel like in today's NBA, he can be a rim-running big, even though he is pretty slender. I believe he's only like 6'9", but he has super bounce. I feel like he has a good feel for the game, but, you know, the Warriors' rotations with big men has always been weird uh, or interesting with Steve Kerr. But Jordan Bell obviously fell out of the rotation. And, uh, uh, you know, when the Mets who was in there last year, he definitely had some defensive lapses. But anyway, playing got eight, nine minutes. It's kind of overstated when they have those defensive lapses. Um, and with Minnesota, they uh, – oh, sorry for smacking. Minnesota, they got – they don't have Taj Gibson anymore. And Dario Saric, I believe, left as well. Um, so there's minutes that are at the four with, um, Carl Anthony Towns and, um, I'm not sure who their bigs are right now, but Jordan Bell still has a, a lot of promise, super bounce. I feel like he can shoot from the 15. If he extends his three ball range, he'll be a good player. And, uh, we'll finish out with these players that were, it's been official since, uh, July 11th on two weeks ago. So we'll just finish with these signings. Um, Atlanta Hawks signed Jabari Parker. Jabari has been a forgotten man in today's NBA. Um, number two pick in the draft. Highly tied coming out of Duke. Comparisons to Melo. It's kind of funny because you know, Melo's out of the league right now too. But Jabari Parker got picked up the Atlanta Hawks. And um, he played with the Bulls last year. Yeah, he played the Bulls at the end of last year. I He kind of was quiet out there. But, uh, you know, it's... It's all up to his, his, his uh, health, his health. Not just his health, but even his game pre-injury wasn't as more like mid-range, ball in the hand, not only as a defender or uh, a three-point shooter. So if you're known as a kind of like a mellow, ball-stopping, mid-range shooter, if you're not doing it at a high clip, what teams are going to take a chance on you? But Atlanta Hawks are a young team. Um... But they have a lot of wings on that team. I just realized they have uh, Herder. They have, um, they just drafted, who was it? Um, Cam Reddish and Hunter at Virginia, I believe. So I feel like the coaching staff, the front office is going to favor the those young guys he just brought in over Jabari. But, I mean, Vince Carter got playing time with the Atlanta Hawks last year. So Jabari, I feel like we'll have at least an opportunity Chicago Bulls resign Ryan Archie Nakano. I probably said that wrong. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I didn't think he was an NBA player. When I saw him in college, when I saw him in the Bulls, I didn't think he was an NBA player. But I mean, he's doing his length. He's playing his role. Um, he can shoot the ball, defending at a good enough clip. Um, 
for the coaching staff, you know, the coaching staff, the head coach is, you know, I'm blanking on his name right now, but it's a very raw, raw type of player or coach. The fact that he trusts Ryan Ockerno to defend opposing point guards and the fact they resigned, I believe, to a multi year deal. Um, good shout out to him for, you know, grinding and getting a spot in the NBA. Um, two more, I'll. Oh, it's about two, three more players. Um, Dallas Mavericks re-signed Dorian Finney-Smith. I actually like him a lot as a player. 3 and D. I felt like he can defend multiple positions, 2 through 4, with his long arms. Good feel for a game. Athletic. And he's a player you honestly can just put in the corner as they stand there on offense and be ready to shoot it when he passes the ball. And especially with um, the Carlisle system of having a lot of trust in the ball handlers and point guards. Um, Luka Doncic is in there. I like Smith in there. For a three-year contract, I feel like he can be like a good bargain type wing player for the next three years to help build with you know, Luka and Kristoff to be healthy. So a good sign for the Mavericks. Memphis, jo- Memphis Jones. Uh, the Memphis Grizz uh, signed Tyus Jones. Um, Tyus, you know, I think Everett is capping him as a second, third point guard on the team, which I I mean, I, I guess that's pretty much what he is. He's undersized, but he has really good feel for the game. Um, assist turn ratio, if I'm not mistaken, is always at a pretty good ratio. And, um, you know, he's going to be playing, looks like behind J- John Morant, um, just as a savvy guy with backup minutes. I mean, he's not going to hurt your team. I don't know if he's going to push the needle for your team as well in any direction, but, you know, Memphis is just growing right now. Tyus Jones, I feel like, I feel like he's an NBA player, you know. Um, put in the right situation, I feel like he can definitely be a solid backup in this league. And then lastly, it's not that low-key, but, I mean, a lot of people talk about him. It's Chris Milton. Um, he got re-signed to the long-term contract. And, you know, whether you think he's worth that money or not, the Milwaukee Bucks need to show Giannis that, hey, man, we're going to put a competitive team around you. Milton, all-star, fringe all-star player. Is a guy you need to keep around, keep Giannis happy. And Milton in the playoffs last year, he did have some disappearing acts, especially when his jump shot wasn't um, falling. And he is a little jump shot dependent. Um, but, you know, at his size, him and Giannis at their size, that's a good foundation. Even if you feel like Milton's more of a third or fourth option than the second option, that size alone, that skill set, they actually do complement uh, one another. Milton, I feel like, is a knockdown shooter. Um, he's able to hit the pull up mid-range spot, also post up in certain situations. His shot creation could be improved, but you know, every, player, every player has their weaknesses. And Milton defends on the other end. And, I mean, Milwaukee was up 2-0 against the Toronto Raptors. And, and Milton didn't play that well in that series. So just imagine if Milton, and that's his first time in the limelight being in the conference finals in that high-intense situation. So, you know, Give it to Milton. He's going to come back better next year and improve as a player and compliment Giannis even more as Giannis improves his game with the jump shot. And then as um, Brooke Lopez, you know, improves his game, well, I'll say defensive rebounding because that's what he needs to improve on. Um, then Pat Compton improves his jump shot and, you know, George Hill does his role. Uh, Wes Mathis comes in, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks still could be a very, very um, good team. Um, or championship contending. What, what am I talking about? So, but yeah, that's pretty much it. That's went through the last two weeks of official transactions in the NBA. Obviously, you know, 
the NBA media, you know, harps on the big name signs and regurgitates and recreates the storyline just to talk about basically the same players and the same topic. But there's a lot of the NBA is obviously my favorite sport. There's a lot of good players in the NBA that are doing big things that are fun to watch. You know, I enjoy actually watch it, enjoy watching League Pass and uh, seeing how the Robin Lopez plays, the Kelly Oubre's, Marcus Morris. Like these guys, you know, deserve to have their attention in the media as well. So yeah, but if you guys like the podcast, uh, why call this? I might change the name. Um, three J, the Three G Pod. My name's Gus. Um, the third, so Three G Pod. Uh, just let me know, and I'll go through some more transactions and offseason moves as we get closer to NBA training camp, and obviously we see where Chris Paul goes. I appreciate everybody listening. Y'all take care.